just three black kings giving our thoughts to society from politics sports music and whatever subject fits the need we ain't trying to make a grand we ain't trying to make a band we just want to know who's bands i'm so What up, door everyone? Welcome to another episode for the Who's Man's This podcast. I'm your host, Ron the Don, aka Mr. Taylor Made. In the building with me, I got my man's Conrad. What's up, beautiful people? It's another day in the neighborhood of the Who's Man's. And we're trying to figure out who's in the house tonight, so I'm gonna let you know the famous nobody right now introduce himself what we got today well oh my voice went away well hello oh man i can't do it (laughs) (laughs) well hello motherfuckers damn all right we'll try that again next week (laughs) we back yeah i had a cold so my voice went away i know you care but uh we'll talk about that later all right ron what's up (laughs) <laughs> Alright, let's just dive into it Then we're chopping up to Conrad, what's been going on? Uh, not much, man Chilling, chilling um, Had a, a pretty lazy weekend So I just relaxed Watched some football Didn't really do much It was just a, a lazy weekend Like I said uh, And then started off the Monday on a good note um, A little disappointed in uh, Our fellow Spartans Took that L and I don't we know if just it, talked I don't, about this. I don't know if we jinxed ourselves because we were hyping each other up on the last episode. I don't know if it's our fault. I'm not gonna say it's our fault, but it was sorry. Alexa. It was freaking Alexa. Yeah. I was surprised she didn't wake up when I said her name. But um, <laughs> so yeah, it was a it was a good weekend. It, it, we got a nice little heat wave. It was nice and warm. So. And I'm saying like it was 40 degrees, so I was feeling like I was ready to go run outside in some shorts, and I was good to go, but it was nice to have some uh, some good, decent weather instead of frigid, freezing weather. So yeah, how about you, B-Shock? Man, so this weekend uh, was my first official weekend. Oh, not really. I was in Dallas uh, for a little bit. Uh, me and my girl, we hung out, we played, she got me a Nintendo Switch for Christmas, which is dope, okay? <laughs> it's dope. Um, so we played that. I don't know why I just pictured Brian just playing Nintendo. You're at your office, you're at your office trying to play. No, is that the, por- I, is that the no, portable? No, though. Yeah, it's the one that go. You can take it with you wherever you go, and play it on your TV. Um, so we did that over the weekend. Then I think that's it. That's all we did <laughs> for the most part. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a chill weekend. Just trying to trying to get everything situated with the move. Uh, so yeah, what about you, Ron? Yeah, I pretty much had a pretty chill weekend, too. Like Saturday on Sunday, barely even saw the sun, left the crib, got any fresh air, like, real lazy. <laughs> Only thing we did do was on Friday Friday night, 
we went out to meet up with uh, my girl's coworkers. Man, we went to the club. This is like my first time being to the club, and I don't know how long. <laughs> and it was just like everything that you like. It's like the club has not changed at all. Everything, everybody still there. <laughs> all the same types of people. Same music still. It's like it was like a step back into the past. It was kind of fun and kind of crazy to be looking like, damn, it's been this long we've been doing this. <laughs> what happened, mm. man? Of course, we had all <laughs> all the thing, all, all the usual occurrences happening. So you, you walk in, we got in kind of early because you know we tried to get that free cover, so we got there and it was a little empty. Yeah, no, we didn't get it. <laughs> but, but we tried. Wait, you know, you still were, got to try. You were on time, and they still made you pay. I don't even know what the what the official rules were. I just know when we got there, we had to pay. I wasn't in the position to be trying to stand here and argue. You come on, mad? I get pissed off when I gotta pay for something that I wasn't like prepared for it. <laughs> like, it it can be two dollars, and I'm like. What the fuck? The instructions me? didn't say two dollars. Okay, <laughs> I'm mad for you, Ron. I'm sorry. It's all good, man. We still had a good time. So like, club starts to fill up, and of course, you get the usual folks coming in, smoking on look, everything, anything that people be smoking. It was in there. <laughs> fight, fight broke out right next to us. Another one broke out on across the clubs. Eventually, later on, it was crazy, man. Of course, you had people making love in the clubs. Somebody tried to take someone's booth because they was all up in it on top of each other. They had to go break that up. Like, everything you remember from the club is still there. Y'all ain't missing nothing, if y'all was wondering. If you ain't been in a while. Classic. It is all there. Classic. All right, man. We can go ahead and get down to business for tonight. So, who we got first up on the list, Conrad? Man, so... Monday was a big day in sports. But if you lived in Florida, it didn't matter. It, it, whatever happened on on Monday didn't matter, especially if you're a uh, team called uh, from Central Florida. So my who's man's <laughs> this week is gonna be Central Florida and the governor of Florida. And the reason I'm doing this is because they are so salty still that they didn't get a bid into the playoffs, and they are mad that they didn't get to play in the national championship game. So after their bowl game, when they beat um, Auburn, and Auburn is a team that beat gave Alabama its first loss, they were like, you see, we deserve this. So we're going to count this as our national championship game. And we're the national championships of, you know, of college football this year. So then Rick Scott, the governor, took it in his own hands. And I don't know what to call this document, like a... Uh, how would you guys call this? I have no idea. How, like a, a letter of intent or... It was very official. Stamp, seal, everything of the state. And this is what it read. It said at the top, it said National Championship University of Central Florida Knights. Whereas Florida is home to the country's best college football, having claimed 11 national championships between the University of Florida, the University of Miami, and, and Florida State University. And whereas the University of Central Florida... Knights won America's Athletic Conference Championship <laughs> by beating the Memphis Tigers 62-55 to on December 2nd, 2017. And whereas on January 1st of 2018, the UCF Knights completed an undefeated football season by beating the Auburn Tigers in the Peach Bowl. Whereas, <laughs> whereas the UCF Knights are the only undefeated team the NCAA 
Division One football this season. And whereas on November 11th, 2017, Auburn Tigers, who lost to UCF Knights, beat the Georgia Bulldogs 40 to 17, who were in in the national championship game on Monday, which didn't count according to UCF. Whereas a college football playoff final on Monday, January 8th, 2008, between Alabama Crimson Tide and the Georgia Bulldogs, who both lost to Auburn, who lost to UCF Knights. (laughs) (laughs) Now, therefore, I, Rick Scott, governor of the state of Florida, do hereby proclaim that UCF Knights are this season's best college football team and will be recognized as a 2017 college football national championship in Florida. Like, what the... And stamp... In witness, therefore, I have <laughs> hereon set my hand and caused the great seal of the state of Florida to be, <laughs> I, using all these words I can't even pronounce, asphyxiate, what is asphyxiated, asphyxiated, whatever it is, anyway, he signed it, and he made official that, as of now, UCF is national championship of college football. If only it was that easy. Hey. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it is. No, I mean, yeah, right. right. <laughs> like, he, he signed the document. It's official. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I'll become governor. <laughs> like, <laughs> like granted, I get it, UCF. You guys are salty. You guys were undefeated. And you did all that stuff. But you know how damn right y'all against smoke if y'all play Bama. Or... <laughs> You guys, or Georgia, I feel like. Even if y'all supposedly, what is it, supposedly beat them. But anyway, that's just my who's man's. Get over it. Come back next year. You guys are ranked number six to start, to end the year off. If you guys are really about that life, you'll come back next year. Do the same thing. You probably won't get in because you guys are too small of a school and no one really cares. Um, and Saban runs the whole country of football now. So he says who comes in and who doesn't, no matter what. Um... So yeah, but it's not even football. that they're too small a school, though. It's like you gotta play people, <laughs> which I know that I mean a lot of people use that as an excuse. They still beat everybody they played, but next year I would make. I mean, hopefully your team will be as good as it was this year. But hell, go out there and try to bring <laughs> in some harder people to play and get your strength of schedule up. Um. <laughs> that's so funny. Like, I can just imagine myself being the governor. Like, well, god damn it, we're the champions today, okay? <laughs> the <money I> live <laughs> here. <laughs> like, man, I wonder what like Nick Saban and uh, what is that, Coach Smart from Georgia thought when they saw that. Like, these motherfuckers. Who do you think they are? <laughs> like. <laughs> like <laughs> You know, Nick Saban probably but, cussing the whole time in the office. Did y'all see this? And use that as motivation to win. It's like I'm still, I'm still salty they won. Like I'm salty, but at the same time, I was very impressed. I don't know if you guys watched the game or not, but yeah, it was a um, good game. Especially I can't get mad at them. I can't get mad at them. So, but yeah, that's who's my who's man's. Just Good really, quick I gotta on the say, game. like, like, how did you feel about um, them pulling Jalen? I thought that was and like one of, freshman. I feel like that's one of those like fifty fifty calls where as Nick Saban you can do what you want. If it works, you're still the greatest coach in the world. If it didn't work, that'll be like your the scapegoat for yourself. Like, oh, you know, I'll put a freshman in. But that boy can ball. 
I was very impressed. He had his moments where you can tell he was a freshman. But this dude was... This is how I feel about it. This kid can't buy a beer. This kid just left high school. Like, just left high school. And he's playing there with these dudes who look like grown-ass men. And just putting work on them. Taking hits, laying the wood, like... Doing everything you would not ex- like expect to see, you know, this kid who just left a high school setting. So I was very impressive. But I think to me the most impressive thing was how uh, Hertz uh, reacted to the to the whole thing. Like he was probably the the best teammate I could ever say. The best he was probably the best teammate on that whole team that day. Like he just showed praise for that uh, freshman and like he didn't like sulk or feel bad because this is a big game like getting pulled and you mean like you brought the team to the to the final game of the year and you get pulled and the kid's doing better than you and he's a freshman this is his first time starting and any other person who has no home training would have been like pouting and just you know sulking and saying you know wishing the worst for him but he supported his teammate the whole way and i thought it was pretty do you cool. think he'll transfer I don't think he needs to, but who needs to transfer is that damn kicker. <laughs> I really hope. Uh, I think it's an early retirement. Uh, man, I think that was. Nick Saban probably whispering, he's like, you're done forever. You're not going anywhere else to play. This is your last time playing. <laughs> I want to make sure of it. <laughs> uh, I felt so bad for him because. I feel like no one believed he was going to make that kick. Like, no one believed it. Especially him. Like, you saw the people coming over to him before the kick, trying to motivate him. And even they was looking like, oh, he about to fuck this up. <laughs> hey, you can do this. It's like, you can do this, man. Focus, focus. As he walks away, gives that, uh, what's that meme with the dude with the lip? In the coat, in the uh, red oh, yeah. cup, <laughs> walk away like, oh, I don't know what you <laughs> I feel like what makes it even worse that he missed those two kicks, and then, like, in overtime, when that Georgia kicker came up and nailed a 55 yarder, like, no big deal. <laughs> and I was like, damn. Uh, <laughs> if all the kicks to be missed, I, I would have expected that one to be missed. But he's uh, career is done. I'm sorry. I hope he transferred. Maybe I'll, we'll see him on. Um, Two players I think I'll be seeing on uh, Last Chance U is that kicker and that dude who got like <laughs> <laughs> that dude who got ejected and tried to fight the coach. Did y'all see that on the sideline? He will be on Last Chance U. <laughs> he will be. He was, was going a... crazy. <laughs> I was a I was a player at Alabama. Made a bad call. Tried to find my coach and everything, but you know I'm here in Kansas trying to make a better. Uh, Decisions, you know, get to the league. You know, we <laughs> you gonna be hype. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyways, man, let's move on. All right, man. So, who we got up next on the list? B shot. All right. So next up, we got. <laughs> um, and this hurts me a little bit because y'all know I'm I'm a little cheap. Um, and you know when I wear clothes, I think you know I can wear whatever. You don't even know where I got it from, but you think it's expensive, or at least that's what I say in my head. So I shop at this place a lot. <laughs> I was wondering where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> I shop at this place a lot, okay? Because the, the clothes are affordable, and the first time you wear their clothes, it looks good. 
It's just after you watch it, <laughs> it never quite fits right again. But um, <laughs> whose man's is uh, H&L, all right? For in 28, nah, because we've done this so many times, like getting old. But 2018, all right? New year, new me, not H&M. Um, they put out this ad with these little boys and this line of new hoodies. And you got the little cute white boy over there, and he got all the different zoo animals on his uh, little sweat or uh, hoodie. You got the other little white boy who got... Uh, I think, I forget what his says, but it's a nice little thing. And then they got like this precious little black boy who you can tell his mama put Vaseline on his face before he left the house. (laughs) 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 His hoodie hoodie is the problem because his hoodie has to say that, hey, he's, or not him, I'm not going to say that, but it says coolest monkey in the jungle now at this point for you guys who are thinking like why is that offensive i would just ask you to push stop on the podcast um slap yourself then push play and then we'll tell you why um this poor little (laughs) black kid is all around the world (coughs) advertising that he's the coolest monkey in the jungle and of course H&M, again, I feel like we said this last week, they saw the picture, they edited the picture, They it went before some people, I'm sure like other people had to sign off on it, and then they decided to upload it. In 2018, we need to stop uploading things, alright? <laughs> if it don't make sense. <laughs> but of course, everybody reacted, black people was like, what the fuck? Why is this happening? Um... <laughs> and mayhem happened. So what 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 do you guys think of this whole hoodie hoodie uh ordeal that went down this week? Are we overreacting? I think that it's a big case of my brand loyalty is being uh tested here. Cuz like <laughs> like you said, this is a place I just got through shopping at like a couple of weeks ago and now it's like, well, they obviously are making it known that they either don't know or don't care enough to know about what's going to be deemed offensive to our community. Like, like they don't care enough about us for me to feel like I could feel comfortable shopping there for a little bit. Like, I, don't, I ain't going to say I'm completely done, but I do feel like I got to give it a break. And I do feel like that the backlash that they're getting is deserved because enough is enough. Like, you got to do better at this point. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a pretty simple thing to go down to the fact that um to think about optics and who you're as a as a company like first of all i guess my first thing i actually thought about was the kid the i don't know i don't know the backstory of the kid but like the parents um i'm sure the parents were there and so i'm just thinking like i got something on that a little later huh oh you got something on that? okay so you answer I... that but like i was just thinking about it like okay so the parents saw what the kid was about to wear like they were there monitoring anything, and um, I don't know if they were just like you know what, it's cool we can get a, a, a check or whatever. So I was just thinking of like, obviously the parents are cool with it, but my thing is, 
also my second thing I was like we know damn well this is I'm, I'm looking outside of like the company but I've heard a lot of my black friends parents particularly their moms when they get mad sit your monkey tail ass down or uh, we've heard uh, <laughs> little uh, little like you know just small saying like being cute like oh you climbing all the place being a little monkey and stuff like that I get it. Some people are just like, why are people so offended? Because people use this on a daily basis with their kids. They, you know, it's, we might be overreacting. But the thing, the issue with in 2018 and the culture we're in nowadays, it's like you have to see and watch everything that you say as a company. You should know that there's a racial background, negative background, negative slur with a black person and attaching them to monkey i mean like that's just like pr i guarantee you there's not one black person sitting down on that table <laughs> to <is>. be like <laughs> right uh exactly it's, like, this is just a symptom of the it's issue like the issue no... being that there was no one in those rooms that was smart enough or felt comfortable enough to, to say hey this yeah. is going to be a problem which means that there weren't enough people of color right it's just like optics like you can't Granted, whether you was it was innocent and you're trying to be like you know cute and everything. Obviously, you could you could switch the hoodie, the orange hoodie the little white boy was wearing, and put switch that because there's obviously no one's gonna think anything about it because there's no negative connotation to monkey and a white boy or a white person. Right. You know, no one's gonna think anything about it. But obviously, that should even like just thinking about it, like oh, if I put monkey in a black person, I'm trying to be cute, but obviously everyone's gonna look at it like yo like. It's just 2018 now. I don't get it. Like, why are companies still struggling with being able to <laughs> expose their merchandise without being <laughs> saying something that's insensitive or doing something insensitive and then turn on like, oh, we're so sorry. Come on. You can't tell me you didn't know. Right. And, and no way. <laughs> and to that point, if you did not know, like Ron was saying, if you if you really didn't know... Then what are you gonna do to fix that? Like, there has to be somebody in the room that can tell you when you are not doing the right thing or being stupid. Like, come on! Like, you are you're an international company. What they're worth? I, I think they're worth like some like thirty one billion dollars in sales. Like. This is not acceptable. This is not okay. And it gets me to the point where I'm like, well, are you just doing... I think... At the, I'm like, are you just doing this now to get the attention? And I know they're a huge company. They probably don't need to do stunts like this. But why Why else are we still, like, going through this in, in 2018 where we have to freaking come down on a company for being stupid? I saw Just, something. Um, but I saw something uh, from uh, another podcaster, ignorant, ignorant philosophy, um, and uh, the host posted this, and he was saying like, um, what, like, basically saying, why don't you got the same thing as you, Brian? Is like, do you guys understand that nowadays companies are going to do these things so that they can be trending and still get looked at, like, they're messing up some he's like he was basically saying like some companies know what they're doing like they'll put this stuff out here <clears throat> knowingly they might know that they are uh 
insensitive topics, whatever it could be, but they're just using it to so like they can get trending on Twitter, whatever the fact is. They still people are still looking at their company in some sort of way, and that brings things towards them. Whether it's I don't know ads, I don't know how they're gonna get that, but he was saying like they're using this to bring a crowd of people primarily to focus on them, and then use that in some sort of way to even uplift them even more. Because what the past two days was, has all been H&M. And it has brought people talking about it in a negative way and saying, like, you know, that was messed up or, like, you know, trying to bring light to it. And also on the other side, like, hey, it's not a big deal. Like, we call our kids this on a daily basis and this and this. So I'm going to continue to shop with H&M. Or, and I don't think it's something where it's like you should, like, Ron was saying, like, I'm never going to shop there again. Um but it's it's something where the backlash they're getting is they, they deserve it. Like all these celebrities who are saying we're cutting ties with them, they're gonna it's they need that to re- realize that you know what we need to make a change in our marketing scheme or in who we have in our marketing uh, program to help us utilize those people. But I don't know. There's something about it where I feel like it's on purpose nowadays. Like it just can't. Ha- I just I don't get how people companies. Like I said, don't know. Like they just, oh, we're sorry. We didn't, you know, we messed up. Yeah, you messed up. You knew you messed up in the first place. <clears throat> you probably had that apology letter. Probably had that apology letter ready. For as soon as you released it. So, so did y'all hear about his mom's response? No. So, yeah, I read a little bit about this earlier. So his mom, her name is Terry Mango. And she is from Switzerland. No, she's from Kenya, and she lives in Switzerland. Uh-huh. So, and that's and that's where H and M was based. So that's probably where this photo shoot and everything went down. Uh-huh. And she says basically that everyone's overreacting, and that she can understand why people are upset, but she doesn't care. If people are overreacting. That check's still getting cash. She's still going to uh, stand by that and everything. So, what y'all think about that? I bet you are. Is that check clear? <laughs> It <laughs> probably had in there like you can't come against the brand. I don't try. I don't know. Like, I mean, to me, it kind of doesn't make sense in a way. And why? I would have been. I would have been like, whoa, if it was an American mom. But granted that she's foreign and in another country, I can see why she's like that's not a big deal for us. You know. I mean, like I'll be honest with you guys. Like a lot of the racial slurs or innuendos that. I've learned how all based because of when I came to the U.S. I didn't know nothing about it. Granted, I was young at the time, but I can see how she might be like, y'all, y'all overacting. Like, it's not a big deal. But at the same time, it is because that's a nation world. Like, like you said, that's a worldwide company. It's selling from Switzerland to America. And if anything, they're like, oh, we have people in America that this is very sens- uh, insensitive to them and very offensive to them, to the, to the uh, black community. Hmm, maybe we shouldn't do this. But my thing is you <coughs> and someone posted this on social media earlier this week saying like this little kid will have to grow up with that picture out there forever. So yeah, it's no big deal to maybe him now, if you will, as a kid, or for those people saying, Well, you know, well you're your mom calls you this, and you we joke about this. Yeah, but that's one thing. But 20 years down the line, when, and we've seen this before, when people are using this as maybe a joke or whatever cruel memes will be out there in the future, like, that's what this kid is going to have to deal with. 
that he has on this hoodie that says that basically he's a monkey. And I, I just, I, I want to move it to like the positive point in this story where black people, like they always do, came to the rescue and said, not on my watch, okay? This little kid is not going to go through this. And you see, you still see him today. All these different pictures around like, hey, this is what the ad should have been. Uh, and it's all different type of quotes. But showing this little black boy with a hoodie that says, hey, young king. And, and I'm the king of the jungle. Or things of that. Like, just different positive statements that uh, you would want him or you would want really your kids to wear um, out into the into the world. So low key, I hope that they they uh, they take that and turn it into something big. Like I would totally buy some sweatshirts for my nephew and, and cousins and have them wearing young king sweatshirts. Hopefully they made by black people and not H and M and hopefully they don't steal that idea. But, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it would be nice if that was the message going out as opposed to um, this crazy stuff that we have to report on. <sighs> yeah, that would be dope as hell. Well, let's see what happens. It's 2018. <laughs> hey, yeah, I still right. do this. God. <laughs> a broken tape recorder just changing It's a broken tape recorder just changing the year. That's why it gotta be, like, <laughs> thought out. Like, oh... They're going to react this way. We're going to apologize this way. We're going to announce. I bet you something will come out next week. This little boy probably gets signed to like an exclusive deal. Oh, and they'll steal like all the designs that came out. We'll promote these people. And boom, H&M is now back on top. It got to be like that. And that's so bad. (laughs) But I just don't see how this can continue like, oh, we made a mistake. No, no, but maybe I'm being negative. I apologize. <laughs> All right. We'll see how it plays out. Maybe it'll be something we have to come back to. Let's go ahead and move on to the final Who's Man's for tonight. So this is something that's a little bit old, but it kind of just made its way within our social circle. So we're going to bring it up now. And basically what we're talking about tonight is a guy named Lewis Hamilton. Most of you probably haven't heard too much about him. He's an F1 what is it? Do you even call him an F- F1 race car driver? So yeah, I'm not even sure what the official title. Formula, yeah. Formula One. There you go. Yeah. So for, a Formula One driver. Not a sport that a whole lot of people I know are into, but definitely enough to give him a, a decent level of popularity. So, or a decent following, I should say. So when he released a video. <laughs> when he released a video on his, I think, what was it, on his Snapchat that a lot of people saw and it got, it got him some backlash. So essentially what it was that he showed up to. I'm assuming his sister's place or something. I never actually saw it, but I've seen enough to understand it fully. But essentially, he showed up and saw that his nephew was dressed in a princess dress. And he didn't like it. So he cut on the camera, put it up, pushed that record, put it on live for everyone, let everyone see him taunt this boy and, you know, tell him, you know, boys don't wear dresses. You shouldn't be wearing this. Mocking him. And he's received a lot of backlash for the way he treated the boy. But I've heard a few different arguments from it because I've heard that, you know, the boy was smiling and laughing. He seemed to be thinking it was like they were in a joking manner. So, I mean, I feel like it's a kind of a convoluted situation, but he's definitely getting a lot of backlash for just the entire sentiment of saying that 
a little boy should not be dressed in a princess dress. And that's kind of spawned a lot of conversations between us and our friends. So let's go ahead and talk about it here. What do y'all think about it? What do y'all think about him in his video? And what do y'all think about the entire concept of, you know, the way he felt about a little boy in a princess dress? Um, so I try to look at this both ways. And, uh, and it kind of ties into what we just talked about earlier. But for him, I guess, let me say it like this. So I'm going to visit my sister and... Um, and see my little nephew, and I've never seen my I've never seen my nephew express or do any of these things to like lead me to think that when I get there I'm gonna find him in like a princess dress. So if I get there and I I walk in the room and he's in a princess dress and has a wand and everything, I'll more than likely jokingly at the time I'll be like, Yo, why are you wearing a princess dress? Now <clears throat> for Hamilton. I don't the way he handled it. I don't know if he what he was thinking. Again, optics. Posted it on his Snapchat and say, "Hey, Snapchat, I'm like really sad right now. I walk in and my nephew is in a princess dress and say that boys aren't supposed to be wearing boys aren't allowed to wear dresses." Obviously, he's about to get backlash for that. Just that one sentence he just says that he might have not even showed the dress. He might have not even showed the kid, but the fact that he just said that. It's over. You're done, bro. Like, so me looking at it, I would probably have said that, like, yo, what you doing wearing dresses? And also, reason we have no background information on that, on that kid's family, and what they're, you know, what the kid may be like if he's experiencing, uh, or trying to like experience his uh, identity as a, a child. No idea. But just based off of that, I can see where the backlash is. But I also can see where people are like, come on, y'all, are really overreact- overreacting that. Because I guarantee you, most of the time, especially males, if you walked in your son or in your nephew or whatever that you're used to seeing on an everyday basis look like a boy, do boy things, and then dressed in dress and is dressed in a dress or a princess dress or whatever, you're going to be caught, up, caught off guard. And I think that's what his reaction was. Should have handled it better. One, not posted it about it, because obviously you're going to be backlash the way you even said it and reacted to it. And I hope, too, he eventually, like, sat down with his sister and got to know what's going on. Like, why is he doing this? And I'm sure if he he find out, like, yo, my son wants to wear a dress, he's going to wear a dress. Okay, and he can support him. If he doesn't support him, he's trash for that. But just I'm just going off of that reaction. I can see both sides of why people were, like, backlash and why people were, like, yo, lay off. It's kind of like you can't, you know? So I don't know what y'all what you think be shot. My, my thing is the boy is four, four years old. He don't know what boy things are and girls think girl things are. Like he probably saw this on some movie. I mean we've all watched Disney movies, okay? Look, Mulan lit, okay? Uh, Little Mermaid lit. Uh, with some other ones. Cinderella, low key lit. Uh, what's the one where she go to sleep? Sleeping Beauty. That was lit, okay. And they all wear dresses. So if you like, oh, this lit. If I want to be lit, let me go ahead and throw on this little thing over here. Well, <laughs> that as a four year old, you don't know no better. You just think, oh, I want to be like this movie 
that I just enjoy and I enjoy like three times a day every day because I watch it all the time. I feel like that right there is the that that's the that's the issue. Like, why can't this little kid just enjoy himself? I I, I agree with you, Conrad. Like, look, Lewis, you are he's fit. Like, I don't watch this that sport either, but I do know that he's the best to ever do it. Like, I mean, most of the time, whenever we go into a sport, we're usually the best to ever do it. Yeah. Right, you give it a year or two. Yeah, right. You'll hear, you'll hear a little bit more about that later. But um, <laughs> he's made a lot of money doing it, and he definitely has a brand. Um, so he probably should be care- more careful with what he posts. But the honest truth is, you would probably think, uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but like most people probably agree with him. Like That's why he felt so comfortable posting it. Is that most people would say, yeah, with that little boy wearing a girl's dress for it. Um, and to me, that's tough because, like, it's a little kid. You are basically, even if the little kid was laughing and smiling with them, you taking away from his joy, if you will, because obviously he wanted to do it. And why is that so bad? I would like to think, I would like to think, that if I had a little boy and he wanted to, for some reason, throw on uh, Cinderella's uh, gown because he thought, like, hey, I'm going to be able to uh, freaking transform at midnight. I don't know. Uh, I would like to think that I would be like, okay, little Jackson, because that's my son's name. Um, I got you, dude. Okay. <laughs> what shoes you going to wear with it? Like, I would like to think that I would be like that. Because I think at the end of the day, the last thing that I want, I, I mean, the, the first thing that I want is for my kid to be happy. And I would want my kid to be happy and jolly and all of those things, like wanting to just be a kid. And I know, I think like the fear comes in with especially men talking about their sons doing this because we can get into like, oh, what about your daughter? And if she wanted to do something that you would think is traditionally something that a male would do, uh, would you have the same reaction? My main concern with, like, if my son were to wear a dress, I would not want anyone to... I wouldn't want anyone to harm my son or make him feel less than because he's made this decision. I also wouldn't want to, like, stunt my son's creativity because maybe this is hell maybe he'll become like the greatest dress designer in the world one day and i definitely want my check every month when he makes it that big so <laughs> <laughs> like it's so, it's a hard topic because i would like to think that i'm progressive enough that i would want to support my son 100% but i also know that there's a lot that comes with that so ron what do you think uh, well, I'll say for me, it's an easy decision that I'm not with it. Like I, when it comes down to Lewis Hamilton and his video, I already disagree with the fact that he even put it, made it public for one thing. Like it's just certain things you just keep between you and your family or keep it personal. Right. So that none of it had any business being on social media. And I think the way that he reacted, like regardless, like, like you mentioned, regardless of whether or not the kid was smiling and laughing, like definitely felt like 
it was a little bit too aggressive from the, the quotes that I saw of what he was saying to him. So it felt like regardless of how you feel about the situation, everyone should be agreeing that he overreacted or reacted the wrong way. But when it comes down to the actual sentiment, I'm in complete agreement. I already know that I'm not going to want my son to wear a princess dress if he tell me he wants to. And when it comes down to, you know, oh, like you mentioned, I'm blocking his happiness, the boy will be all right. Because I didn't let him wear a dress. He'll be sad for a few hours or whatever. <laughs> and he'll go on about his life. He'll find something else to be happy about. I'm not killing this boy's dream because I wouldn't let him wear a dress. I'm not that worried about it. I mean, that's... What, it, what if it was ongoing, though? Like, what if this was something that your boy continually brought up? If it became a continual conversation, then you ever need to get into the deeper roots of the matter of why does he want to do this? But if it's just because, oh, I saw her wearing it and she looked cool, well, then now we need to have a conversation and understanding that dresses aren't meant for you. They're meant for women and for girls. So there's just certain things that you can appreciate and admire, but you don't necessarily need to participate in. So it's, it's um, interesting that Brian said something earlier about if this was a flipped around and the dad was looking at his girl and she was doing something not traditional if you think like if you really think about it no one really bats okay let me say i shouldn't say no one but we all grew up with that at least i did grew up with that tomboy that was a girl she was all about the sports like you know she was dressed in jeans and shorts never wore dresses uh you know mannerism like kid like the guys you know was just not ladylike but usually the dads are all about that because one yeah. they're like they're like oh i'm gonna get this daughter but she loves playing sports so i'm gonna get both of both the best of both worlds my daughter is a girl and she likes to play sports and you know act like a dude and do all this stuff no one bats an eye of course the people that usually were probably like um who would be the on reverse for like the mom or the grandma or you know like why aren't you ever wear a dress and stuff like that but i always think about it is like when when i saw that when you brought it up now it's like why is that now when it's flipped around with a little boy or the with a kid it's not like shunned upon and i think you also brought up a good topic like it can be go both way i can go one way it's like the dad is scared of what people are going to do to his kid or it can be just like straight up, or it can be just like straight up wrong. Like, no, you ain't wearing no dresses. I don't care what you do. Like, you're not supposed to be wearing dresses. That's how I feel. And some people can take it to the next level. And like, I don't care what your feelings or you know you feel comfortable in this and shut the kid down. And then that's where it becomes an issue. And that's why I said that we don't know like the background story of everything. But I do agree with the way he reacted, and he shouldn't have posted it because that's the issue with social media now is that everyone has to post what they're doing and forget that you're gonna get some type of backlash with it like what you're doing behind closed doors i'm sure what he said i'm sure there's like half of the people that are who have said that before that just didn't post it that we might know some people who do that right now but it's because he's famous and he posted it and he released that his optics are open to backlash but um when it comes to that it's just yeah, he might wear that little boy might wear that dress tomorrow and tomorrow he or today and then tomorrow he might be straight up a GI Joe. You don't know. Yeah. But uh and I see I get what Brian is saying like kids see things um but I also believe that we can't say a 4-year-old doesn't know 
because it's also based off of what his parents are doing. Kids learn. They might not know stuff, but they know stuff. Like they know at the age of four, I'm sure that kid knows that what a, you know what boys do, what girls do. One, based on how the parents are upbringing them to them. And then once they're out and about in the world and see other kids, the way they're dressed and stuff. So it is a sticky situation, but Hamilton, you should have handled that a lot better. It's your nephew. You're exposing him to the world to hate that he didn't deserve. Um, and that's probably, I think, the biggest issue about it. Now, beyond that, I don't know what that kid's doing tomorrow, today. I hope he's living, being like a kid, joyful and experiencing life as a, as a kid. Um, but, yeah, that's a that's a tough topic. I mean, but I think, Conrad, you listed off a few reasons why, you know, people or I should say parents would not want their kids to do this. I think the other one that a lot of people don't like to bring up, but for some stupid reason is a lot of people think this way is that, oh, if I allow my kid to do something that's against the gender or the gender norms that I think that they should have that they're somehow going to end up, and I, I know this, but some people are going to think like, oh, my kid will end up being gay or transgender, and I allowed them to do that. Now, we know that that's not, the, that, that's not how it works, people, okay? <laughs> that's not how it works if you're thinking <laughs> that way. I, I, some of you out there just, like, tapped on the phone and said, you, that's what I was thinking. You're wrong, all right? All right, Jimmy? All right, you out there listening? Uh, that's not how it works. Your kids, if you allow your kids to have a ice cream before noon, it doesn't have anything to do with their sexuality. I promise you, all right? <laughs> I promise you. But the other thing, I think I thought of like a story from when I was a kid. So when I was little, I was, uh, I was probably like eight, maybe seven, six, I don't know, somewhere in there. And I was over at my cousin's house, my aunt's house, um, and I was playing with my little cousins. And we, you know how your parents, when you go over to your family's house, it's like, hell, get out of my face. You go play with your cousins and all the adults go somewhere else. So that's kind of what we did. We went back in the bedroom and just was playing. So my cousin got this swagged out, brand new kitchen set, okay? And it was dope because it was like, Yo, you got all the stuff that's in the kitchen, but this yours. <laughs> we can play with this. <laughs> this is lit. <laughs> this is stuff I see my mama using, but it's here and it's ours and we can play with it. Okay. So we play with it. <laughs> all right. So we having a good time. We did created a storyline. We didn't put prices in it. So I'm buying stuff. I done bought some cereal and stuff. I done made dinner. My cousin made breakfast. We having a good time. So my cousins, like, go, and I don't know. They went somewhere. I was playing with my two girl cousins, okay? So you get where I'm going. So it was me, a boy, my two girl cousins. So they disappear. They go somewhere. So I'm like, oh, well, I ain't about to stop playing. Let me go ahead and cook lunch by myself. So when they get back, we can keep this going. So out of nowhere... My aunt, and I, I love my aunt. This is not a story about like me being upset at my family or anything. It's just kind of relevant to what we're talking about. 
my aunt comes back and sees me playing with this kitchen set and proceeds to like spank me and she's spanking me because she's saying you don't play with girls toys you don't do that and i've never forgotten that like i never because i remember that night thinking like how is this a girl's toy and i just could never understand like what part of like i've seen men in the kitchen my uncle's like a damn chef like i don't understand why i just got whooped because i was playing with a toy that my cousins were able to play with and then it, it got me thinking and i remember this even when i was a little kid it got me thinking like well shit how often do i play with girls toys and am i just running the risk of always getting a whooping because i don't know how to how to tell what boys play with and gir- what girls play with and that's kind of what this made me think of like why does it have to be like if you are having fun as a kid and you enjoy something why are you now you know being i mean you could be yelled at made fun of or talked down to because you're having fun with something that you as the adult are determining is not for me but i as the kid am saying i'm having fun while doing it like, shouldn't your only job be for me to be happy and for me to be cared for and supported? Yet you're telling, like, you're you're literally whooping me because, or in this case, yelling at me because I'm doing something you don't agree with. Like, how is that fair? That's what it made me think of. It brought back some, like, childhood stuff. So, yeah. I ain't gonna say nothing else because y'all are in my business now. <laughs> no, I think that, I think that's real as hell, and you make a really valid point there, especially when it comes to those type of the way they market toys and say that you know only girls can play with these, only men can play, with, oh boys can play with uh, that. I just still think it's different when it comes down to what you're wearing, because like like you said, there are men and women who cook, so how can you say that this toy is only for um, men or only for uh, little girls? But I ain't never seen a dress on a woman's floor pad. There's nothing out there that says that this there should be dressed out there for little boys. So why is that falling into the same category? True. Is it going too far to say like you see like Big Mama's house, you see Tyler Perry, Medea? Like I know that's different, you, but at the but same there, time. But it's a criticism and it's considered to be like luring yourself in order to make money. Like that isn't something that's prestigious. But as a kid, you see it and it's funny. Or you enjoy it. Or could it just be like, oh, what I enjoy in this movie on Disney Channel is, like, my earlier point, like, oh, this is just really cool. I want to be really cool like that right now. Not one day, but, like, right now I want to be really cool like Old Girl on Frozen or whatever. And I feel like... Well, we could find a way for you to be really cool, but it doesn't have to be wearing a dress. But I feel like that's... For and we're not parents, and it's easy for us to to, to discuss this and give our opinions and options. Mm-hmm. But we don't have kids, and but from just being on the outside looking in, it's just more of the fact that okay, if your kid does want to be a Medea for the day or, or whatever, <clears throat> okay, cool, play out Medea, be funny, and you know you saw you just saw that, and kids mimic what they see. Um, but again, I think it's more of like 
as parents, and I, I would hope that I would do this as a parent too, and I'm saying I hope because it's different when you're actually in the moment, in the situation, and your kid's doing this. And discuss and be like, okay, you're, you know, what's going on? You, you know, you've been wearing this dress for, you know, two months every day. Like, I just kind of, like, I don't know even how to have the discussion, but I feel like you would have to have a discussion with your kid and figure out, okay, is this a, I want to be funny phase because tomorrow I'm going to be G.I. Joe or tomorrow I'm going to be whatever. Or is this like, I really enjoy wearing this and this is what I want to do because I, it's just hard. You don't, you don't know. You don't. We don't know. We're not like I said. We're not parents. We're just talking from the outside in, and it's just it's easy for us. I mean, to, to me, it's it's not hard to say everything ain't for everybody. This dress ain't meant for you. Like I can, yeah, I know it's easy to say I can say that when I don't have a kid, but I don't see it being hard to say it to a kid. Like this is just not meant for you. We go, we're going to tell them a thousand things aren't meant for them, and that's just right. another thing on the list. I'm not saying that you can't say that, but if you say this dress is not meant for you, and this kid goes back around and is trying other dresses and going to your wife's you know, behind your, behind, uh, your back and is now like, that's just something he wants to do. Are you still going to keep forcing that into him and saying that it's not what you're supposed to be doing? Or are you going to be like, okay, I've said this, but now you keep doing this because then you're building a a barrier where he's not going to be comfortable to talk to you if he does want to be like, yo, dad, this is what I would like to do. This is who I feel I'm comfortable with. You know, at what point do you stop saying that it's not meant for you? And what's the point to be like, okay, let's sit down and have a discussion. That's where I'm like, you know, it's hard. I mean, how do you know? Do you build? I think a four-year-old <laughs> is not going to be at that point where they're saying, "I want to wear dresses," because, like, if they think thinking about becoming like, they're feeling like they may be feeling like they're not actually a boy, they want to be a girl, those type of things. Like, I don't think that a four-year-old has the capacity to really be making those type of decisions. For them, it's just, I saw this, it was cool, I want to wear it, but then I'm going to put in that roadblock and say, "No, it's not for you." Now, yeah, when they get older, it could be to a point where you have to have those difficult type of conversations. But when it comes to just a four-year-old, it's not a difficult decision. But I think what, at least it is not to me. I think what Conrad's saying, and I, I do agree with, because you hear these stories that, oh, I the only thing I remember is my parent saying that, no, that's not for you, or that's bad for you, or it's bad. So in the future, when you do get to that point where you are... And not, I mean, we're, I mean, if this is like, oh, I, I really do want to wear dresses, then you have just kind of cut off that communication because they're like, if I go to my parent, they've already told me that this is bad. So either I'm bad as a person or they're going to react very, very bad to me if I bring it to them. I think that only happens if you look at it as a, a silo or a one conversation, but it's not going to be that. You'll have other conversations down the line where you'll talk to them about being comfortable coming to you or whatever. So in, it may seem like that way in the beginning, and I can understand why you would think that's, that's a concern, but I don't think that that's going to happen because it's not just one incident. It's going to be a culmination of different conversations you'll have that will bring them past that point. Yeah, I think that's for me is just that if I ever get blessed to be a parent, is just never to have or have the opportunity for my kid to see me as their parent and also their parent that they can come to to discuss things. Whether, granted, it's not going to be, definitely wouldn't be easy for me to discuss a situation like that, but it's something that I will, if I care for my kid, I'm going to have to have that conversation and show that I care for him and know I'm going to support him in whatever he does. But... I think we can. That's what I'm saying. This topic can go left, right, in between, up, down. Um, it's but, very tough. 
hey, listeners, who do you agree with? You agree with Ron? You on Ron's side? Be shocks? My side? Not any side? And just like y'all crazy? What y'all thinking? Let us know because <laughs> you this, got some whole new different us. Because this went from a who's man to a topic. <laughs> no, because I think this really is a because it's so complex. Like you could take this topic in many many directions, and I think that's that's why I think we're still talking about it, even though this happened a few weeks ago. Um, and we've talked to our friends about it, our girls about it. Um, so I I agree with you, like. Hey, tell us what you guys think, and maybe we do turn this into a topic because there's some stuff we're not talking about that we totally could bring up and uh, <laughs> have a real good dialogue on. And I, I just going, I mean, I love the fact that we don't always have to agree with each other. And true to your point, Conrad, Nan, one of us got a kid. Let me knock on wood real quick. <laughs> and got no yeah. kid, all right, and probably a little, a long, little, whatever way is off from having a kid. Um, and stuff will change when you're looking at that little chocolate drop that you created, and you telling this kid something that they probably don't, or probably something probably different than what they want you to tell them. Um, so yeah, I'd be interested to hear what people think. Especially those who have kids. I know we have some listeners. At least I know my one of my best friends. She's a, I have a listener. She has a, a beautiful child. So I like to hear people who have from people who have kids what they think. Um, but yeah, hey, let's move on. All right. So with that, let's move on to the next section of the podcast. Let's go ahead and drink to that. We're gonna show a little lot of people out there doing some dope stuff. So who we got up first? Conrad, you got someone for us? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I remember when Brian made this comment saying, like, you know, when we black folks pick up something, we tend to pick it up real quick and excel. And Ron was like, you know, within usually a year or two, we're up there in in the charts. So my drink to that is to this amazing, strong, beautiful, intelligent, powerful black woman named Erin Jackson. And y'all probably don't know her name, and I didn't know her name until I, I saw what she just did because I was in disbelief. But a little background story, not too far back, but she used to be one of those roller derby girls, um, oh. the ones that just be skating around. And not, I, I don't know the the whole concept of roller derby, but from what I see, is teams and they knocking each other out on skates and they throwing bows, blows. I don't know what the the goal is, but it looks crazy. Look, kids sound lit. Like, and <laughs> y'all on another level. But anyway, so she became the first American, African American female long track Olympic speed skater, and she qualified for the Winter Olympics. And on top of that, she's only been doing this for four months. She literally That's just so been bad. skating yeah, on so ice. Bad. <laughs> she's been skating on ice for four months like she probably didn't, she probably was just like yo uh what you doing oh i'm about to go practice you know my long speed skating oh what, what's that he's like you know i've been doing this forever but you know i started as a kid and i've been my goal is to make it to the olympics so basically you know um 
try to go around this arena or track they have as fast as you can <laughs> and fastest time you make it he's like oh okay what's 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 y'all gotta wear oh these you know these uh special made shoes that look like ice skates you know oh okay can i come you sure i've been doing this for a long time but he's like oh no i just want to try it out four months later i'm qualifying where you at? Like that's how I feel. Like that's just that just went down for her. like. How crazy is that? Like how life changing is that? Like one minute you're rolling around, trucking trucking girls like to get wherever you're going. I don't know. And then next minute you're ice skating on arena, and the first time you do it, you qualify <laughs> for the damn These Olympics. Olympics, like, not just like the local, you know, meet or whatever. This fool about to go all the way to... Not me. I didn't mean to call you a fool, ma'am. I'm sorry. This queen. <laughs> this queen about to go all the damn way to South Korea because she just better than everybody. Like, damn. That's crazy. So, I had a drink to her, and I hope you continue to excel and just blow the charts out because I guarantee you everyone she's competing against has been doing this for more than four years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> years yeah, to get to where to get to i guarantee you at least a qu- half of the people she speaks with and you would go up to her and be like hey how long have you been doing this you know you're a bronze medalist now she's like oh it took me three six years or like three to six years or three to six years to get to just a uh, qualify and she's there in four four months four you months to have a baby to- in that time <laughs> you human in that time, <laughs> this food and learn, learn the sport, qualify for the sport, dominated the sport, going to represent the whole damn country for the sport. Like, that's some crazy stuff. Yeah, amateur to pro in four months. That's unheard. I feel like that's that's ne- you don't hear that. You know, sometimes I think like, why do white people not like black people? And then I think of this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this would be like exhibit A if they were to like hold like a, a debate. <laughs> like, <laughs> why don't you guys like us? Well, let me show you this black queen. <laughs> <laughs> We've owned this sport, okay? We didn't ask like, you, know, you guys someone... to come here. <laughs> we didn't bother you. There's we someone... put it on ice. We tried to keep it cold. Because you know y'all don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Here y'all come. <laughs> Roll it up. Look, it's some random racist guy who stopped watching football, stopped watching basketball. I ain't watching all them black people take over. Nah, <laughs> on skating. They ain't never going to come near that. Like, yeah. <laughs> about three, four months ago, he's like, wait a minute. To be and honest, that's, like, this is the last sport I would say a black person is going to be. <laughs> like, I would, I would never, like, say... Pick an Olympic sport, you you'd see a black person like just you know black people just killing it. Not saying we couldn't do it, it's just I would never put like oh I'm gonna say long track Olympic speed skating. Like I didn't even know that was a, like I knew there was like speed skating, but I didn't know there was a long track <laughs> to yeah, add to that. <laughs> Man, but hey, drink to her, cheers to her. Um, Keep and you know all the doing. black people are already cheering for her. Like, oh, we all about over. to just watch speed skating for this. Ain't watched speed gonna... skating in our whole life, but we think we we know everything now. <laughs> 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 we gonna be saying the rules. 
Well, you gotta you gotta skate inside the line, girl. No, no, uh-uh, you're disqualified. <laughs> but the <laughs> biggest thing is like I think skating. the biggest. <laughs> I think the biggest thing is just that the fact that she just opened the door, like mm-hmm. she just opened the door to a young black girl, um, to open her mind to something other than what the contemporary black female athlete should do. And And I think that's awesome. And then another drink to that is to, of course, we've drank them before, and they're back. Um, Common, and uh, it's Lena. Is it Lena? Wait, wait, wait. How you spell it? Wait, wait. So if you haven't done so and you haven't watched, I know the there was an award. There were awards uh, on Sunday, but they just brought on this new show called The Shy. And it, I'm not going to go into deep, but I'm, the reason I'm drinking to them is I'm not from Chicago. Um, I live close, I live close to it. I grew up, uh, you know, going down there a lot, but of course there was always the stigma and the negative, um, the negative statements about the South side of Chicago and whether they're, I mean, there were facts of obviously of all the negativity that's happening in that uh, area. But what they just did is they made an authentic story bringing like four characters together on a on an event that plagues the south side of course with like shootings and violence but it shows these lives of these people that they are trying to better themselves they're doing things to succeed and try to you know get out the the violence and trying to support their community and things that you may not see on the news things that you not might see on different shows because anytime you portray the south side it's only about shootings and gun violence and black on black crime and it depicts that in this in this show but it also depicts the positive side of it and i think that's the most powerful and it's authentic it's raw you have these little kids in high school and they're talking about getting some banging like stuff that you would never <laughs> like you know try to holler these girls like these authentic things that usually when you put on tv they try to shy away like little kids ain't talking like this but these kids were oh, like yeah. in middle schools and they're talking that talk <laughs> So, drink to them. If you have a chance, literally go watch it. You'll be hooked right away. Um, and there's some actors on there that are new. And, and I think that's another thing that was pretty cool, that they brought in these new actresses and actors to like put them up on a new pedestal. The main character is that guy from uh, that Netflix uh, movie you told us to watch, Brian, with the two families. Oh, Mudbound. He played Eazy-E in the um, yeah. NWA movie. Yep, and yeah, so drink to them. Go check it out. So yeah, what we got? What else Wait, we got, I right? just want to say, like, for that that show, I mm-hmm. love, like you said, it's so, it feels like they love Chicago, okay? And they're like, yeah. we're going to show you the bad part. We also want you to see, like, it's not all that, because especially with 45 in office, the only time you hear about Chicago is when they talk about murders, but we all know that there's such beauty in Chicago. I mean, they did the same thing in our city, Detroit, where now you would think there's nothing good about Detroit, but, you know, nothing. <laughs> um, right. But I really appreciate it, and I appreciate the fact that they had some uh, actors from The Wire. They had Kima. Who plays the mom? That's Akima. That's her name, right? The woman. Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I thought that was dope. Uh, I thought the actors was dope. I still got to finish the episode, okay? I'm going to do it tonight. Don't come at me. Uh, and I already got it recorded for the rest of my life, so I got it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I I mean, Lena, she's so dope and talented. I think it's cool, though, that she I, – I just love when you, like – I want to get to that place where I can, like, create something and – like just show the love for that thing, whatever it is, because I own it, not somebody else telling me to do this thing. So I thought that was dope. Yeah, man, that show's definitely on my list. I gotta make sure I check that out real soon. But let's go ahead and keep move to the next section. Speaking of great TV shows, you got something related for us, B Shop? I do. All right, so I want to give a huge or take a huge drink to. Uh, Conrad's uh, twin, Sterling K. Brown, uh, who won the Golden Globe this past weekend for lead actor in a drama series, a TV series. And, I mean, this is another thing I wish we could get rid of, that we got to keep saying we're the first to do something. Like, damn. Damn, like we still trying to, we still breaking down barriers. That's okay, because we appreciate it. Um, Sterling is the first African American man to win this category in the history of the awards. So, wow. Go Sterling. Of course, he plays Randall on This Is Us, which came back this week. Um, he gave one of the best speeches of the night. Um, and, I mean, he always gives great speeches. And I just love the dude. Like, I really love Sterling. He seems like a dope dude. Shout out to St. Louis. He's actually from here. Um, or from <laughs> oh, St. Louis. you want to claim St. Louis? Well, I'm here right now. Okay. <laughs> All right. right. Oh, I'm still paying rent here and taxes. <laughs> until I'm out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just appreciate the dude. I appreciate how how uh, passionate he is about his work and like how humble he is Uh, (laughs) and I appreciate the Golden Globes for actually letting him finish his speech Uh, yeah that's that's looking at you Emmys who cut him off before he could thank his own wife you assholes but shout out to you Sterling Or I heard there was actually some pretty dope stuff going on in the Golden Globes. I didn't get a chance to check it out. Was there anything else dope? Uh, I mean, we don't talk about her. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. We I mean, we know we don't her. talk about her. All right, so let's not even say her name <laughs> yet. Yet, Oprah. Okay, I said it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was some dope stuff. I mean, the women. Shout out to all the women who created this Times Up movement. Um, and everyone, it was, at at first, all the women were going to wear black, but, I mean, come on, everybody showed up in black to say, hey, time's up on sexual harassment in the, in the entertainment industry, but they wanted to go even further, time up on sexual harassment, period, um, and of course, we had some black women who were leading that effort, like Tracy Ellis Ross and Shonda Rhimes. And uh, Kerry Washington, um, I mean, shout out to, shout out to, uh, I'm trying to think who else did something big. Did, did, 
Did either of you guys watch it? Okay. No, I didn't get a chance to check it out. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was, I'm not I was totally I'm depending not, on you for my story. Yeah, I was depending on you too, B Shock. You the you the awards fanatic. I don't hey, I, actually I don't really watch a lot of awards shows. I don't know, I just I just don't. Okay. But yeah, shout I out watched, to them. I watched All the right. highlights. <laughs> it was good. All it right. was good. Everybody everybody No, no. Here here's okay, wait. We nope. drink into that, but I wanna call out something. Men in the entertainment industry, okay? Yeah, you showed up in black. That's great. That's easy, though. We always were black. <laughs> it wasn't that hard. <laughs> but when you get up on stage and you have time to let the world or the listening public hear from you, you probably should say something in support of the biggest elephant in that room. And the biggest elephant is the fact that, hey, sexual harassment in Hollywood, sexual harassment, period, has been happening, period, has been happening for a very long time. And I would like to speak some form of support for this movement, okay? It's not enough for you to just put on a pin. It's not enough for you to just wear a color. You have to speak up. You have to use your voice, okay? I just want to put that out there because every man missed the mark on Sunday. Even Sterling, even though he made a beautiful speech. No one actually, no man on the stage except the comedian who hosted Seth Meyers said something about why everybody was wearing black and why everybody was in support of this new movement. So just do better, man. Okay, you were halfway there. You just had to bring it home. Well said. Well said. All right. So with that, we're gonna go ahead and let you talk about what you want to talk about and keep moving to the next section of the podcast. That's right, y'all. It's time for what's on our All right, so I'm going to go ahead and just pass right off to you, B-Shot. Go ahead and introduce the woman. Okay. <laughs> so here's, here's how I want to do this. You know, if you know me, okay, and I mean, we've recorded like 1,300 episodes at this point. Um, so you, I feel like you guys know me. Um, I basically have like a Mount Rushmore of people I love and support and um, I think are great. Okay, you want to know who's up there? I know. Uh, Serena Williams, okay. You know that. Greatest athlete of all time. Don't at me. Uh, Janet Jackson. Michael Jackson. Uh, Greatest entertainers of all time. Don't at me. Don't do it. Okay? And I know Mount Rushmore only has four faces, but they're white, they're old, they're dead. I I have more. Um, Barack Obama, okay? Greatest, uh, let's just say man. You know, let's just say it. Man of all time. I, but there's one face that has been there since very early in my life, okay? That lady, that woman, that, that beacon of light is Oprah, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, okay? If you don't know who that is, I literally just said a prayer for you because I got worried. Like, I don't know how you couldn't know who she is. Oprah is a media titan, 
okay? The number one talk show of all time. She has revolutionized all type of media industries. I mean, books and and magazines and movies. And I mean, anytime you think she can't do something, she does and she does it better than you ever thought it could ever be done, okay? I could say more, and I will. Oprah is everything, (laughs) okay? She is everything. For a little black kid from Detroit, watching this black woman on television own and create and, and be in charge of her story, what she puts on TV, what she relates to the public, like, what she's able to do every single day has always been so inspiring. She's always been, honestly, my biggest inspiration. Um, so, on Sunday, the Golden Globes, I mean, it took you long enough, honored her with the Cecil B. DeMille Award, which is basically their Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, and Oprah, of course, got up on stage and gave... Psh, Shit, I, I thought it was a sermon, okay? I I I got up out of my seat, and I just listened to her, and I clapped a few times. My neighbors don't like me. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but it was beautiful. Uh, have you guys had a chance to listen to the speech? I did. Okay. Uh, I did. Okay, thank you, Carl. I'm about to say <laughs> Because I was about to I repeat to. the speech, you know? I went back and listened to it because of the whole uh, little poll we had in our group chat. So I had to, like, actually go listen after. Man, but Oprah gave I'm a, I'm a from my twins. Yeah. around Blood. the fact that, hey, she's the first ever um, African-American woman to win this award. Uh, she spoke about the fact that, hey, America is in a place, (laughs) God, America needs prayer, basically. Um, she spoke about the fact that, you know, she knows that there are people out there watching her and who, uh, uh, can also dream in the way that she dreamed when she was a little girl and she saw... Uh, Sydney Poitier win this same award and it allowed her to dream bigger and achieve all the stuff she's achieved and she obviously talked about the fact uh, that women in the world are uh, treated as less than to their to their um, male counterparts it was an amazing speech I get chills thinking about it uh, I've I, Listen to it probably like 30 more times because I, at this point I want it as my alarm clock because I feel like I'll be a better person. Um, but what came from it and what we're going to talk about is the fact that now uh, people talking about Oprah 2020, oh, we need her as president, all of this stuff. So before I give my opinion, my opinion on if I think Oprah should be even thinking about running, I'm going to hand it over to you guys. What do you think? What do you think about Oprah? I know you guys love Oprah. Don't answer that. But uh, what do you guys think about Oprah running for president in 2020? 
<laughs> now, can I just ask a hypothetical question? If I were to say that I don't love Oprah, I mean, how quickly would you be at my front door? outside, so if you could open the door now, Because <laughs> I got a feeling I'm going to have to defend I myself. Uh... <laughs> I'm shivering. Okay. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just playing. I, I, I talk best about Oprah. I'm not going to lie to make fun of a friend of mine who loves her, but I, I have nothing but love for the woman. But as far as when it comes to her running for president, I'm not here for it. What about you, Conrad? I am definitely not here for it. <clears throat> and uh, I shared a tweet on our page, um, and I got questioned about it, to why is it basically the tweet was saying like, um, <clears throat> we need to relax that we all want Oprah to be a president. Like, it was kind of funny. It was like, I need like several hundred experiment to get experience to get one job. And now just because she's a billionaire and she can move people, she has the, um, po- she just have the power to run for president. And for me, this is Oprah is, yeah, I, Brian has already said it. He said it a million times for us. So I'm not going to repeat it. But she's amazing. And I think her greatest, like, best word to say, her greatest uh, character and her most powerful thing is the way she can move people and the way she can impact people, impact people's lives, whether it's through her shows and giving things away, whether it's through her podcast, her TV um, network she owns. Um, she knows how to touch people's lives and, and touch them in a way that it changes them forever and continues to change. I think she can continue to do that in her her spotlight and her limelight. When she transfers over to the Oval Office, I think it's going to hinder her from doing that. She's not going to be the same. She can be. She's not going to be the same Oprah. I don't think she will ever be the same Oprah if she becomes president. Because then you bring in politics, and then you bring in stress. And her biggest thing, and if you guys listen to her podcast, um, her biggest thing about life is living a stress free life and being able to help people. Um, relive their life and lives without stress and impact people to make changes in their life to succeed to be more positive it's all about positive vibes positive energy and i think that would be very hard for her to be doing in the oval office and without that being hard for her to do even if i know she would try to do all her might and power to do it will still hinder her in impacting people's lives in the oval office and that's why i don't think she should be off uh run for president and two it's just trump opened his door where people think they can just come off the streets and be president, and that's not okay. Like, I don't think that's cool. Like, I know we tell our kids, like, you know, you're gonna grow up to be president. Yeah, grow up to be president, but go through the go through the the um the tree like everyone else did. Climb the tree, climb, you know, go be a senator, you know, be a governor, do all these things to gain experience so you can be like, you know what, I did my time, I I learned politics, I understand it, and now I'm gonna run. Not just because you're a billionaire and you can move people, now you wanna be president. No. Oprah, keep doing what you do. <laughs> you can't be telling little black kids to climb trees then right now, Conrad. You gotta, oh, you know, gosh. make sure you, you watch the metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we so go. I, I totally agree with you both. Like, I do not want Oprah to run for president. Okay? As much as I love her, admire her, think that she would be amazing That's in the job, I do. I do, because Oprah doesn't fail, okay? Even when Oprah fails, she fails up. 
not down, okay? You go look at her track record, okay? For real. Um, around like the whole experience thing, I mean, beyond 45, look, inexperienced people have been running for president and hell, winning the presidency for many, many years. I mean, the the common thing is that they're all white men, okay? <laughs> they don't have to be too experienced to try and run the country and a bunch of foolish other people that look like them, I mean, take from that what you will, end, ends up voting for them. It happened last uh, fall, and that's why, or I get, damn, we're in a new year. So it happened, damn, it's been a whole year. Damn. A um, bunch of white people voted for the dude who in there now. Okay, he ain't had too much experience either. Um, so I'm not concerned about that. And the truth is, if you remember when Barack ran, if you remember when a lot of people ran, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of training to become president. So it's not like you can have a lot of experience on how to run a country. You got to kind of learn on the job. So I'm not concerned about that. The reason I don't want Oprah to run for president is simple. Y'all don't deserve her. Okay? <laughs> Barack Obama told Oprah this quote. It was actually, I think, uh, <laughs> when he was running the first time. He said, Oprah, America will always get the president that they deserve. Well, America, you don't deserve her. Okay? Oprah is a treasure. Oprah and yeah, I don't, and for some of y'all, like, oh, he gassing her up, or he's he doing too much, you fucking right I am, because she is, she's a treasure, she is amazing, she is uh, a forward thinker, she has led a lot of people through a lot of bad stuff, okay, and if you don't think that's the case, go talk to your mama, and hell, some of you, go talk to your daddy, some of you, go talk to your grandma, and go talk to your grandpappy, okay, because Oprah has helped them through at least one thing, all right? I think I agree with Conrad that she is doing what she is sat here for. She's on this earth to better people, okay? To live your best life. And I think the thing that comes with that title of being president is that now, not only do you have to like govern your followers, if you will, because it seems like that's all that 45 does. But you got to govern people who you don't agree with or that don't agree with you and don't don't identify with what you've lived through or identify with what you believe in. You, are go- you govern everybody. You lead everybody. And we've, we've been through, oh, let me say it more simple. We saw the shit y'all done, y'all did to my boy B, Barack, President Obama, and my my auntie Michelle. Okay, you want to put monkeys on sticks? You want to put nooses in places around their necks and say, "Hey, this is creative freedom." You want to dis- disrespect them every step of the way. You want to block their progress. You wanted to do all this negative stuff to them. You're not about to fucking do that to Oprah. Okay, we let you get away with it with Barack. Okay, because <laughs> honestly, we didn't know no better because we had never had we never had power before. Uh, but you ain't gonna do that to Oprah because you fuck around and, and come and do that to Oprah 
and I'm going to show up at your doorstep, I promise you, all right? So, Oprah, continue with OWN, continue with the OWN magazine, continue. <laughs> I hope you do one more tour around the country because I didn't get to see you last time. Uh, continue green lighting movie, green lighting or green lighting, green lighting movies. Yeah, you, you get it. With Harpo Entertainment. Um, continue just being great. Continue your Instagram because I had a great time uh, watching you get ready for the Golden Globes this weekend with your best friend, Gail. Gail, continue showing everybody how to be the best, best friend out there, okay? Because you you taught us a lot, too. Uh, Stepman, continue showing all these dudes. <laughs> Stepman, low-key... I just want to talk to you for a minute. Stepman, you need to write a book. You need to record a podcast. And you need to write, you know, shoot a movie on what it means to, like, support a woman <laughs> that's more powerful than you. Because I feel like men can learn a lot from that. Uh, so, Stepman, keep loving Oprah. But Oprah, <laughs> stay away from this because they don't deserve you, okay? They need you, but they don't deserve you. So fuck all y'all who think you about to try to pull her into this so you can tear her down. It ain't going to happen. You got this old orange, dried up, <laughs> not qualified for the job. Uh, what, what have they been saying about him? Um, not capable. They're saying he's not, basically they're saying he's not sane to do the job. You you voted that into the office, all right? You don't deal with that until you can't deal with it no more. And then the rational human beings, the the smart ones, the people who basically lead this country, the black people, the brown people, you know, we're going to make sure that we get everything back on track, all right? Hopefully sooner than later. But Oprah, you keep being great and stay away from these dusty people, okay? I had to get that out. I'm sorry. I ain't mad at you. Hey, but do you think that if Oprah became president, it would, like, corrupt her? Like, eventually she she would have to, like, drop nukes on people and type stuff like that. Eventually she going to, like, change and start to light the, the power. Hey, man. I, I kind of want to see I it now. I think it'll happen. You can't, like, count it out. you can't count it out. You can't count that out. <laughs> I mean, I know. I'm know. totally here for Evil I, Oprah. Hey, did you see that thing about the boondocks where they predicted that Oprah would be president in 2020? I know. Like, the Simpsons have been doing it forever. Like, they predicted that. Right, how do you get uh, the year now, too? (laughs) (laughs) But, like, the black Simpsons, I guess. (laughs) Is that rude to say that? Maybe that's rude. I'm sorry. The black, the black Simpsons, of course, <laughs> Oprah be there. A little bit, but like, oh, <laughs> oh wow! Digo, say it again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you ain't. <laughs> All right, man. I think we can go ahead and close it up for, t- for tonight. So, yeah, yeah. I know before we head out for tonight, we gotta check in and see. How's it going in the world of the NHL? And one of us actually went, to get, went and got a first-hand view. <laughs> you got anything you want to share with us? Hey, what? Have <laughs> y'all ever heard of the Florida Panthers? <laughs> you the only one. <laughs> I don't think that was a real hockey team out there last night. Okay? <laughs> nah. I don't know where they came from. I don't know why they were so aggressive. Uh, 
but they whooped the Blues' <laughs> ass, okay? So <laughs> they did not come to play. <laughs> they said, this is our hockey team now. And I just sat there and I had a good time with my beer. But um, look, hockey is lit. If you can go to a hockey game, go. Man, let me ask you guys something. You know in hockey, they just let you fight, right? How lit with football, basketball, hell, baseball, <laughs> yes, speed skating? Like, how, how lit would they be if they just let you fight when you felt like it? Man, I, I don't think I'd be able to stop watching. Uh, man, if they let football do that, there wouldn't be any players left. <laughs> you already see they, they go at it trying to swing with helmets on. That's probably the dumbest thing. I don't understand why they'd be hurting right. so swinging and punching helmets. Just wait till after Hockey, the game. Hockey, they just give you like a glorified timeout. In the parking lot. Why are you waiting? Oh, y'all fighting? You basically bashing this guy's head in. Go to timeout for 10 seconds and then come back on the ice to do it again. And like the whole crowd is like, yo, I'm waiting for y'all to fight. It's so lit. It's yo. so lit. And they they let you like throw some bangs in there. Dude, last night was just like until they see blood or something, they'll let then they'll stop it. <laughs> like just uh uh uh. I was like, yo, like I, I asked my uh, coworkers, I was like, do they hate each other? Like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> how how do they play with the like? They must all just hate each other. They don't want to be on the ice with each other. Man, it was lit, but they lost, okay? I only live here for about three more weeks, but I get that I have to support this team. Uh, <laughs> I Go Blues, like, get better, whatever, yeah. Uh, but y'all whack. I was pissed off at y'all. I was trying to coach y'all last night. I kept saying, like, hey, <laughs> hit the puck that way, but y'all ain't listening, so... Uh, <laughs> I just kept saying, like, I no, not I, this, I that wish, way, motherfucker. My coworkers was like, uh, that's not how it works. I was like, well, look. Too difficult for me. I don't understand it. But. I wish someone was there to record, one, your excitement when you first got there. Because I can just see you smiling, looking around, you know, got your beard in your Man, hand. And, got, like, <laughs> and then, two, your reactions like, to everything uh, that was happening. Two got you rows excited. from the ice. Like, once the game started. Don't ask me how. That's not where we started, but it's where we finished. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it was, I definitely would go back to another game. I don't think I understand <laughs> what was happening. I barely understood who won. Uh, it took me a while, but I cheered for the wrong team. <laughs> yeah, but how you guys team doing? How's was it? Wasn't you? <laughs> okay. Still in first place. So I don't know why you hate man. You're gonna be cheering for us soon enough. Next year. <laughs> nah, the stars actually ain't doing too bad. We won six of our last eight, moving up in the rankings. Still sitting, I think, a third or fourth, but. I said, I'm not worried. You know, we just biding our time, playing it cool. <laughs> we'll see you come playoffs, which I'm going to assume are sometime in the next few months. <laughs> I'm going to figure out when. <laughs> Let playoffs be next week. Not I'm going to be pissed. Sure. <laughs> I got to figure out. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but uh, I ain't worried. We can we on the come up. Sorry, right. both of y'all trashing because okay. y'all taking L's from Don't me. So think that's it. That's all that matters. I basically won. It's over. <laughs> you look, you win one <laughs> regular season game. <laughs> Sorry, we're in a five game winning streak in first place, so I ain't worried. So we can move on. Yes, I'll, I'll dismiss this. All right, and at that. <laughs> With that, we can go ahead and get on up out of here, then. So, Conrad, you want to tell folks how to get at you? Oh, yeah. Um, you can catch me on thatfella underscore Connie on, this, on Twitter and BigC32 on Instagram. But before I go, before I let y'all go, so I made a promise to y'all that on our last episode that we're going to do our best to discuss something, some way, quotes whatever it is on mental health and so i want to make it a um an obligation to myself that on the end of each episode to give some type of quote or motivation um dealing with those dealing with mental health issues or you know depression whatever it is uh, something uplifting so i don't go to church with me real quick um this past sunday um i think it was just a um, it was just the perfect topic, and I immediately started thinking about people with mental health issues, um, even people in daily health. And we're talking about emotional intelligence, emotional health. Um, and the biggest things I was taking out of that is um, one of the things we're talking about was if we're emotionally unhealthy, um, and I'm going to get on a spiritual level, you can't love God, you can't love yourself, and you can't love others. So one of the biggest things they're saying is um, those people who are out there struggling, um, it's uh, the first things that people's got to start looking at is uh, how emotionally healthy are you? How do you handle stress? How do you handle anger? How do you an- handle you know day-to-day basis when things don't go right? Um, and I thought that was very powerful because even those who may not say they have mental health issues and just on a daily basis, quote unquote, the, the normal person on a, on a daily basis, how do you handle things when they, you know, go wrong? Are you, do you shut down? Do you, you know, outburst? Do you, you know, so start looking into that, into yourself as a person this year. Like what, how do you handle things? Um, and then another thing that I thought was very powerful um, and I read about it even more was like, we'll never be spiritual mature. And when I say spiritual, it can be whatever God, Allah, you know, whatever spiritual being or aura, whatever you believe in, you'll never mature um, until, again, you're emotionally healthy. Um, So find that in yourself to, in order for you to just mature on that level, we got to start thinking about ourselves mentally and where we are mentally so we can take that next step um, of spiritual growth. And another thing is... Live better, not longer. Start trying to live better, but not longer. So in that case, I looked at it as start living in the moment of your life. We're so like caught up on trying to like eat like eat healthy every day and go work out every day and you know reading all these books on blah 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 and and we forget to like actually take the moment to live for ourselves and we get caught up in all these extras like social media and telling us what to do and how we should act and where we should be and how we should feel. Um, and just start living for like for yourself for a better you. And then that will lead you to live a longer life because you're 
focusing more on being better as a person and living better for yourself. Um, and then my last quote for you guys um, is a little improvement each day makes a diff big difference over time. Ask God to, to uh, enlarge your territory, but prepare yourself along the way to handle it well. And when I say that is, you can look at that on a spiritual level, or you can just look at it on a day-to-day -day basis. At the January 1st, everyone made a New Year's resolution. And you said you're going to do this and do make yourself better, you know, what, in whatever goal or resolution you decided to do. So you set that goal, but now it's time to prepare for yourself, prepare yourself to when it doesn't go well during the year. And that's where we always, you know, we give up on resolution because, you know, I forgot to go to the gym one day, day two, I forgot. And now, and we were kind of like, um, you know, hitting on people like, you know, who messed up already. But at the same time, I told you guys, it's just day one. You know, you still have a long day. Uh, you have a lot of weeks, months, days to get better. And so just take each day at a step. If you know, if you're struggling with mental health and, you know, today was a good day, you were smiling, you were happy, bask in that day. And then tomorrow you refresh, you start, take that, take what you learned from the next day and carry on to the, into the new day. <clears throat> and another thing is, uh, one of the, another quote I really I like that I wanted to share with everyone is, um, we always tend to say like the past is the past, you know, um, we got to move on and now we're in the present, like, you know, we got to start thinking of the present and the future. But I think it's very also crucial to learn from the past because the past is building your is the past is um, building your present and it can crush your future if you don't fix what was in the past and bring it into the present. So whatever was whatever was like if it was depression in 2017, you knew how you know how that felt in 2017 and in 2018. You have now take, said like, you know what? I know how that felt. I hated it. And now. I'm going to take the right steps to never feel that way because I know how that felt. You're not forgetting it. You just know how it felt and you're going to take the, whether it's, you know, getting help with a psychiatrist or talking to a friend, mother, whoever it is, you now know, like, I need to take the next step in my presence in order for my future. I don't have to ever have to worry about it again. So I'm going to try every podcast episode to leave a little something uplifting thing. Um, Finish your week out on a strong note. Tell someone you love them. Go give a hug. You know, be a better person in whichever way you can. Um, so bless up. And remember, don't be a who's man. Because we're going to find man. you. <clears throat> all right, all right. Nice like, that good word. Uh, all right, be shocked. Uh, <laughs> Tell them where they can get at you. Uh, don't at me. At Conrad. Okay? <laughs> Go ahead and do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just want to say, like, I love you all. <laughs> I appreciate you for this. I really do appreciate you guys for listening. And I really hope that you guys will uh, share our podcast and like it when we post on social media. And hopefully you'll leave us some reviews. And let us know what we can do better, okay? Uh we appreciate that. Rob? All right, yeah. So I ain't going to repeat what B-Shot just said, but if y'all do want to make sure y'all, if y'all do want to find a way to get at us, make sure y'all hit us up on social media at Who's Man's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, 
You can just straight up email us if you want to have a conversation. We ain't got the Who's Man's Podcast at gmail.com. And just to continue to make sure y'all hitting the like, hitting the subscribe. I, I've been looking at the numbers, and I noticed at least like 12 of y'all on SoundCloud who be listening to every episode but didn't hit subscribe because we keep getting more listens than we have followers. So just do us a favor and just hit the button. You, you're listening anyways. <laughs> you coming to us, so just hit the follow button. Make the profile, hit the button, let them know. That's all we asking for. If y'all want to get at me, you can get at me at TaylorMadeLife on Twitter. <laughs> and with that, we can just get up out of here. Hey, yo, Darnold. Was, Kangaroos are trash, bro. Five and oh, sorry, man. Get a new basketball team. Five and twelve. Huh? Super trash. And we back. And we back. And we back. And we back. <laughs> See ya.